Hey there, all you nerds and nerdettes. Welcome to the Reliable Nerd and Friends. Come join us as we sit around and talk about all the things that are going on in the world of video games, movies, TV, anime, and comics. And you can find us every week on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast Services. If you enjoy this show, leave us a review and a five-star rating to let us know. Now sit back and let your nerd sense tingle. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Reliable Nerd and Friends. I'm John, The Reliable Nerd, and these are my friends. What's up, guys? Not much, man. Hanging out. I'm back. <laughs> yep, Jake was back with us, and then we got Jordan joining us as well. Jordan, how are you? As always, I'm here. <sighs> are you sure? You don't seem so sure. I mean, mentally, no. <laughs> Physically, over this video, yes. I get it. You hate this. I understand. No, no, no. I don't hate us. Just you. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he's more I also love you. It's on. weird. Um. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is happening right now? Uh, anyway, <laughs> what have you guys been up to this week? Uh, well, my brother got married last week. Yay. So there was that. Nice. Long list of, of things that happened. But at the end of the day, they got married, and that was great. Um, Good. Other than that, though, just been life back to normal at the moment. So, cool, cool. Jordan, what are you uh, playing now that Resident Evil is over? Um, well, your boy is officially on the Apex Battle Pass grind. Um, I'm also, I'm also very much excited because this week um, they dropped the '80s Action Heroes bundle on Warzone, so you can now play as John McClane and John Rambo. Yeah, we talked about um, that a little bit last week. That's cool. I am disappointed that there is no Arnold character because Arnold was the biggest 80s action star, at least in my book. Um, but I heard a couple of things, maybe possible leaks, that, that we might be getting Terminator down the, down the line. So we'll see. Cool, man. That's awesome. I have... I tried Mass Effect. I just couldn't get into it. Um, unfortunately, I guess I'm just one of the many people very few people that don't find that game to be just amazing um so i've just been i beat detroit become human in like one day <laughs> my day off um and i'm just waiting for biomutant hoping that it's awesome yeah but yeah i got a few things to go over this week um steadily moving along until we get some e3 action but still a few th interesting things to talk about um nintendo has actually been kind of surprising me because they keep announcing stuff, and you would think that they would just wait until E3 to let this stuff out. But, I mean, I'm always down for more announcements. So, uh, first one is Ni Noni Kuni 2 is coming to Switch officially. It's the complete edition, so it'll have all the DLC as well. Um, I w have only played the second one. I never played the first one. I've thought about getting it on Switch, but... It's one of those way down on the list. I want to play it, but it's not super high up for me, at least. Um, and then also, Nintendo released three deep dive trailers. So they released a six-minute trailer for Metopia, which came out on Friday. A fi uh, five or six-minute trailer for Mario Golf, going over all the features, the roster, all that stuff. And a six-minute uh, trailer for Game Garage as well. Um, so what that tells me um, is that they are trying to get everything that's known out of the way so that E3 can truly be 
brand new announcements, which that excites me because I hate when there's stuff that's about to come out that we've already seen to tears and they spend 10 minutes of the presentation talking about it. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that they're just knocking this stuff out back to back. So good job, Nintendo. I'm happy. Yeah. And I know they announced that new uh, Legend of Zelda Amiibo, which oh my gosh. is pulling nails to find anywhere. Uh, that's not the only thing. Um, fans are furious about it because of what it does. And I don't I, know what it does yet. So. so I just like it because it's a beautiful Amiibo and I love Legend of Zelda. Um, fans are mad because, so in, I know you and I have never played Skyward Sword, right, Jacob? But, yep. so apparently you spend, you know, most of the game on the ground, but you can travel back to the sky world. Sky left. Yeah. So to do so though, you have to find these statues that are spread out on the ground level. And then you, you talk to the statue and then it will summon your loft wing and then you go back to the sky well the amiibo essentially lets you go back to skyloft anytime you want even if you're in the middle of a dungeon you can go back to skyloft and then you and then it will take when you're done it takes you right back where you were so that's a pretty big thing <laughs> yeah so people are like they're selling a 25 dollar addition to this game basically and so so fans are like super upset about it I don't know why they don't make an, like an addition that comes with the Amiibo. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, and it's apparently the only Amiibo that's going to work with the game. Like Breath of the Wild, all the Zelda Amiibos did different things, but apparently this is the only Amiibo that will do anything for Skyward Sword. Side thing, do you think they're going to add a feature for it to do in Breath of the Wild? <clears throat> for the new Amiibo? Yeah. I don't know if they'll add one to the new... To the original Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild Two, I'm sure will support all the amiibo, but I can't imagine them with how old Breath of the Wild is now. I can't imagine them going back and being like, "Hey, here's another amiibo." I don't know. There's a free little update, though. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? The way I look at it is, you. I understand why fans are upset, but I, like I said, I think it's a cool amiibo, and if I don't get it, I'm still going to enjoy the game. It's not like I'm going to be upset that I can't fast travel from anywhere i mean yeah people who's already played the game are used to it being played that way anyway so who cares um i saw there was rumors also for crash bandicoot maybe being confirmed for smash which i don't i don't know how i feel about that if i'm gonna be honest yeah that was something i want to talk to you about because you're a big smash fan so what happened was um the voice actor for crash released a picture on Instagram and he said he's working on a new project or has been working on a new project, but he can't say anything about it. And when people asked if it was the next uh, crash game, he said, no, it's something, um, something that he's a part of or that crash is going to be a part of. So people automatically think that it's smash bros, but I don't know. Um, a popular leaker is trying to say that it's not that he's not going to be the next DLC fighter, but didn't rule out that he's going to be in the fighters pass. So hmm. who knows? I really hope they do a double reveal back to back. Like they did that one year when we got hero and banjo. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just crash doesn't seem like a character that I'd see in smash bros. I don't know. Cause I mean like great. I couldn't expect banjo to be in smash bros, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I kind of feel like if they put Crash in, then 
the ultimate matchup would be Crash versus Banjo. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, the reason I would like it is because back in the '90s, you had those, um, you had those advertisements where Crash was standing outside of Nintendo headquarters, like with his megaphone, telling Nintendo and Mario that they sucked. So I think it'd be cool just to see them be able to face off. And then I guess another thing, uh, Pokemon Presents coming early next month. Um, I'm not sure of a date, at least. I, mean, I think John might have a date for it. I'm not sure, though. Uh, but I think it'll be cool because I'm interested to see what's going to happen more with uh, the new the remakes of Pokemon. And yeah. then also, I, I want to know more about Legends. So Yeah, I don't know if they'll show more of Legends yet, but they definitely need to show more because Pokemon is or the remakes of Diamond and Pearl coming this year. They need to show us because we still don't know if any of the Platinum content is in it. Um, that's a big question that fans have because um, Omega and Alpha, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire added the Emerald stuff mm-hmm. with Rayquaza. So hopefully they're going to add the stuff from Platinum because Platinum was my favorite more so than Diamond and Pearl because instead of the 150, you had 210 Pokemon. Plus you were able to catch all three legendaries in one game. And I just like that Giratina storyline anyways. So mm-hmm. hopefully they keep that in there. Is, is there a date for that or not? Uh, they just said early, uh, no a date yet, but it's uh, going to be the first half of June. So with um, E3 being June 11th, I assume it's going to be before then. Because they're going to want to probably show it off in case Nintendo plans to show anything Pokemon related during E3, Pokemon Presents is going to want to show it off first. So mm-hmm. my guess would be the 1st through the 10th. And then, uh, John, you'd know more about this once again than I would. But Nintendo uh, makes uh, Epic, redact- or Epic redact several papers from their uh, course case. Uh, which, I mean... Yeah, so what we've talk- <laughs> yeah, so what we've been talking about here the last few episodes is... Apple and Epic's uh, battle is going on right now because, uh, you know, Apple doesn't allow Fortnite on Apple devices. And so Mm -hmm. because of that, Epic's been, like, showing all this stuff, which I still don't understand why they're doing this to other companies. But I guess they had shown documents which um, showed things going on between Microsoft and Nintendo that we don't know about yet. And because everything in this case has been public knowledge... (laughs) Uh, or become public knowledge, Nintendo forced Epic to redact that whole, uh, all those papers because they're not ready for whatever it is to be known. But the fact that we keep talking about, will Game Pass come to Switch? Will xCloud come to, uh, excuse me, come to Switch? That just makes it, me think it's definitely coming. Because if Nintendo didn't want this stuff to be known, there's definitely something more to this Nintendo-Microsoft partnership. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it'll be cool. Whatever they have planned, Nintendo, Nintendo very rarely has flops. So yeah, Game Pass. I'm. I don't really care about so much because there's stuff on Game Pass that wouldn't run on Switch. I think it'd be cool because Switch has already tested the waters with streaming, with you know Resident Evil Seven, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Control, Hitman Three. You can play, but you have to stream them from the internet. Mm-hmm. The problem is Nintendo's online service has never been the greatest. Yeah. So if xCloud came to Switch, Microsoft is the king of that kind of stuff. So I think bringing xCloud to Switch makes the most sense. That way Nintendo can start bringing those big, huge third-party games that the Switch can't technically run by doing it through streaming. 
Yeah. Because it works great in Japan, but that's because Japan has amazing internet compared to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried Control. It it did look really good, but there were a couple parts where it kind of bugged out on me. So, um, but if if XCloud can fix that, then more power to them. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Well, I mean, I think the partnership will be really good. I think because it'll help. Uh, just, I, I think it'll make the, the online service way better. Yeah. I hope it stays the same price because the price for it's great. Um, um, but I, I think it'll definitely improve like the online connection. Cause like on smash bros, it's yeah. frustrating to like, Oh, look, like I just teleported across the entire arena. That's great. Well, and that's something that I don't think people realize either is Nintendo or even though we're in a console war, technically, um, Microsoft also recently announced a part or is a few months ago, but they announced a partnership with PlayStation to also help PlayStation's network improve. So Microsoft's not against helping these other platforms, even though they're competitors. So even if it's not xCloud, even if it is just Microsoft helping Nintendo figure out the proper way to do online, I'm okay with that too. Anything that makes the, the Switch platform better, I'm I'm on board. I gotcha. Well, I guess moving on to PlayStation then. Uh, Last of Us 2 is going to have a PS5 update, yep. um, which I'm excited for that. I'm I, I might try and go back and re- play through the game. Have they said what it's going to be, or just just sixty, uh, 60 frame, it? sixty frames per second, and four uh, K visuals, of course, and ray tracing. Okay, so it's going to be even smoother. Yep, and it's funny because a customer came in today and was like, "Recommend me a game that's a PlayStation exclusive." And I was like, "What games do you like?" And he talked. To, he's like, "Anything shooting." And I was like, "Have you played The Last of Us Part 2? He's like, "No." I, he said, "But I love the first one." I was like, there's a lot of controversy around this game, but I'm telling you, dude, it's excellent. So he bought it. So it made me, it kind of made me want to play through it again. So after the patch, I may definitely check it out again. And I don't remember if this is in the notes, but um, it is. So Days of Play, uh, PlayStation does this every year. Um, mm-hmm. Last of Us 2 is actually going to be on a price cut. And it says major retailers are going to honor it. So I'm hoping work will too. We, we we do every year, so it, it should be sweet. I'm I'm the thing I'm curious for is every year, PlayStation does this exclusive like system or controller stuff for Days of Play. That's I forgot about they they had that really pretty blue PlayStation mm-hmm. Four, the blue and gold. <clears throat> yeah, and it makes me think they might do a PS Five. If they do, that thing is going to be so hard to get. Oh it's yeah, unrealistic. Well, one thing Jordan and I talked about last week was um, because these side panels come off and we're getting a black and red controller. We both pre-ordered one or he pre-ordered two, but uh, I want them to do limited edition panels instead of actual consoles. Mm -hmm. Because if I could switch out my panels every so often, I would buy more than one set. Well, they did have a cease and desist for the, there was a company making panels for the PS5. So, I mean, it could be, possibly. That would be way better, in my opinion. Like, if they, like, Spider-Man 2 comes out, and there's a limited edition panel set instead of an actual console where I can still rep Spider-Man on my PlayStation, I'd be all for it. Mm-hmm. I'd make the most sense. I feel like they'd sell a crap ton of them, too, if they did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it, it, they're, not, they're not nearly as hard to make. Yep. Um, they're, 
quick and simple. You just little pack them together and like has like a special Spider-Man box, so on and so yep. forth. And what Jordan had said too is maybe if people are changing out those panels, they'll actually clean out their con because you know there's those little when you t- I don't know if you guys seen the breakdown videos, but when you take the panels off, there's a little thing where you can stick an air canister in there to clean it out real good. So maybe people okay. actually clean out the inside of their consoles more often if they would actually make those limited edition panels because the panels. What do you mean? My console's overheating. <laughs> um, Have you cleaned your console in a while, sir? Why would I do that? Yeah, I guess you're right. Why would you do that? But back to days of play, though. Uh, the event they said they will see major price cuts on The Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, the PS4 and PS5 versions of Sackboy, Miles, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and the Neo Collection, and Demon Souls will also be... Um, Surprise God of War is not on there, or Horizon, honestly. It said others, but these were the, the, hot, the hot ones that they highlighted. Okay. So that's, most likely they're going to cut. They're going to go down too. Most yeah, likely. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more, but these were the ones that they were highlighting, and it made me happy that uh, Demon Souls because PS5 games are still so new enough. I didn't think they would discount any of them. So the fact that they are is cool. I think that's mm-hmm. exciting. Um, so yeah, I'm ready. I think that's supposed to start um, the week after next. I don't remember exactly, but um, that'll be awesome. I'm excited. I know what I'm excited about is Sony's talking about more more games coming to PC soon. I cannot wait for Ghost of Tsushima on PC. I cannot wait to see how it's going to look and see how it's going to play. Because I loved that game so much. I My prediction is that we'd... With how big Demon Soul or the Demon Souls type games are, I would be shocked if we didn't see Bloodborne before... Yeah, all like because they they've been doing older games like Horizon and Days Gone are a little bit older than mm-hmm. Ghost, so I could see them waiting on Ghost, but I could definitely see like Bloodborne, maybe God of War. I don't know, um, but I know there's a lot of outcry for Bloodborne to get a PS5 patch, so who knows? Yeah, <laughs> that game running at 60 frames per second, I'm sure, would be insane. I also see you have here on your notes that Sackboy's getting Returnal DLC. What's what's yep. the word on that? Um, it's level, so there's going to be levels based around Returnal, along with uh, Sackboy getting Returnal and a Returnal outfit. They didn't give too much more details than that. They said they're going to release a trailer soon, but it just said that Sackboy finds himself on a strange alien planet. So um, that's really all the teaser said. But I thought that was interesting that they're actually giving Sackboy some DLC. That is pretty cool that they do that. Yeah. And then, I guess, question for you guys real quick. Because, like, for me, I think exclusives are a good thing. They're, they're talking about another Final Fantasy game going to be a PS5 exclusive, which, growing up as a kid, Final Fantasy was always on PlayStation. PlayStation, right, so exactly. I, like, I don't mind it, because it's just, like, it's always been a PlayStation game. So why, but, why, is, that any, why is it any different? Right. Well, funny story. Did you know that originally um, Final Fantasy VII was pitched to Nintendo first? Yep, and the whole reason it didn't was because they chose to do cartridges instead of CDs. Mm-hmm. So, a little lesson for you, Jordan, in case you didn't know that. Thank you, I appreciate that. You're so, you're so welcome. <laughs> a lot of things. So, but yes, um, a lot of insiders are saying that at E3, Square Enix is going to unveil not only more info on Final Fantasy 16, but another Final Fantasy game that'll be a PS5 exclusive as well. 
Um, I like... The whole reason I bought a PS2 was so I could play Final Fantasy X, Kingdom Hearts, and God of War 1. So to see them bringing Square Enix back to kind of being the an exclusive partner is awesome to me. Because we're already getting that Project Athelia in Final Fantasy 16, and then Final Fantasy 7 Part 2 is going to at least will be a, a timed exclusive. So, and Square Enix used to be one of my favorite developers when I was younger. Most of my collection in middle school was Square Enix games. So, I'm all about it. Could be interesting, that's for sure. Uh, yep. And then a final piece of PS or PlayStation news. Uh, I I know I don't want it to happen, but God of War Ragnarok will probably be a P, is uh, will be a PS5 exclusive, and I think it's coming out probably next year now, right? Just making sure. Yeah, we talked about that last week. You weren't here, but um, they're saying that God of War, because of COVID, is going to slip into next year. It was originally planned for this year, but um, it's going to be pushed to next year. Mm-hmm. And that God of War, they plan on revealing more about it soon, and that they're going to announce the delay when they're when they show the game. But it, I've been saying it all along because we only got a title screen. I kind of assumed it wouldn't make the 2021 launch date, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with PS5 exclusives. I I understand at first wanting to support your old console because that's a lot of money you're potentially throwing away. But with these consoles, there's a cutoff line too, right? And with these consoles being more powerful, does it make the game suffer because you're developing for old gen and new gen? That's the fear people have with Horizon Forbidden West: is will the game suffer because they have to develop it for PlayStation Four? Also, I mean, I truly believe that's why Cyberpunk failed was because they it was too ambitious and it evolved into a next gen game, but they refused to to admit that and they still pushed it out on old consoles that really couldn't handle it mm-hmm. so i think fans will understand if you have to make that decision if it means getting a quality product yeah i can agree <clears throat> to that i want the best experience i can get and playstation is all about moving forward so if making it a ps5 exclusive is going to make it the best god of war we've ever played then heck yeah and Corey Barlog did not rule out um, on Twitter when a fan asked. He did not rule out possibly in the future getting to play as Atreus. Be cool. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want him to have his a full his full own game. I don't know, but maybe like a spinoff type game like Miles Morales. I might totally be down for like a shorter adventure with Atreus. Mm-hmm. Or if they could find a way to balance the two between the two, and let us play as both, I'd be okay with that too. Hear me out. Give me a spinoff series titled Boy. That's it. <laughs> Boy. Now think about it. It gets so popular, we get a second one. Boy 2. Jesus. You're so easily, creative. Easily the best part of uh, God of War. <laughs> so creative. Um, something else we've been talking about a lot when it comes to Microsoft is all the stuff going on with Bethesda, we now know that Starfield is pretty much confirmed, but not confirmed to be a Microsoft exclusive. More and more insiders are saying it's going to be at E3. We're going to get a release date. uh, We're going to get to look at it. Um, It's now been confirmed that Bethesda and Microsoft are combining. 
their E3 presentations this year, which has never happened. But of course, now that they're under Microsoft, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because we've been hearing that Microsoft is going to push for um, Starfield to be their big holiday game. So it just makes sense for them to combine their shows. And the other thing me and Jordan talked about last week that you missed, um, uh, uh, one of the heads of Microsoft was did an interview and he was talking about the, the projects that are currently in the works and they were talking about the next uh, Forza Horizon, Halo, and a new, they, said, they specifically said a new Fallout game. Well, Obsidian had a job listing this week that said that they are hiring for their RPG team and Obsidian is under the Microsoft umbrella now, mm-hmm. and they made Fallout New Vegas. So it makes fans wonder with what the exec- with this uh, head said, plus this job listing, are we getting a New Vegas too, or at least a new Fallout game done by Obsidian? Mm-hmm. Be dope. I wouldn't mind. I never really I, Fallout wasn't really ever my my game, just because I much preferred uh, I had Skyrim a lot more, or just Elder Scrolls in general. I, I'm a really big fantasy guy. Sci-fi is not too much my thing. Um, case in point, I like Lord of the Rings more than Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I think it'll be good regardless. So, um, Well, and if you ask most Fallout fans, uh, Fallout New Vegas is their favorite. So mm-hmm. if Obsidian was given the reins to do another Fallout game, I don't think people would cry. I mean, that's basically why they did Outer Worlds, because they wanted to do a Fallout-type game, but couldn't do Fallout New Vegas too. Mm-hmm. So... Now that Bethesda's under the Microsoft umbrella, that may open doors for them actually being allowed to work on Fallout again. Hear me out. They do a Fallout game where the entire time you're playing, the soundtrack is produced by Fallout Boy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know why studios and like game companies haven't hired me to come up with ideas for them. Because I feel like that's it. that right there like they go bankrupt. I was like, listen, if you're listening right now, any gaming studio, you're listening to this podcast. If I see you use that idea, there will be a lawsuit. <laughs> and I do have witnesses. We have audio evidence that it was Jordan's idea first. Well, my restitution. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So I mean when we get part of it too, then too, right? Yeah, yeah we're, sure. We're part, of, we're part of the brain trust. We're, you guys will definitely get a copy of the game, at least. Wow. <laughs> You're so generous. Jacob, don't act like that. I know you want a Fallout Boy game. I would literally just turn turn it on and just let the music play and wouldn't <laughs> even touch the game. Wow. Uh, also, a Scarlet Nexus demo is coming, or is now available on Xbox uh, for one week of exclusivity, and then it will be on PlayStation consoles as well. I'm excited. I think Scarlet Nexus looks dope. Yeah, I think it looks really cool. I'm glad there's going to be a demo. I wish they did more demos like they used to. Um, this is one that I've been on the fence about, so I like the idea of being able to try it out first. Mm-hmm. All right, Jordan. Is it that time? <laughs> um, I'm kind of sad, though, because this is a smaller week. So mm-hmm. if we do this, it's going to like the show is going to be almost over. No, hear me out, though. Hear me out, though. It is a smaller week, but we have another person 
True. All so right, we can extend it. Well, and we can go back and talk about stuff after we do it, so that's fine. All right, Jordan or Jacob. So last week we invented the Reliable Nerd and Friends speed round. I'm going to go through down the list of topics for general gaming, and you guys are going to give me a one-worded answer on your thoughts on said topic. Okay, I'm down for this. But you can't say the same one word. Oh, once are we at? Oh, okay. All right. So you can be like awesome, but then you can't use awesome later. You got to come up with something, even if even if the last word that you can think of has nothing to do with that topic. You got to just give it a one word. Just blah. Uh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. All right, Grand Theft Auto Five next gen version is coming November eleventh. Meh. Cool. <laughs> okay, new crewmate color, color comes to fo- among us. Rose pink. Okay. Hot. <laughs> Summer Games Fest announces start date June 10th and will run along the same time as E3. Uh, confirmed developers taking part is 2K, Activision, Blizzard, EA, Epic, Gearbox, Inner Sloth, Bandai Namco, Sega, Steam, Square Enix, WB Games, PlayStation, Ubisoft, and Xbox. Interesting. Loaded. I like that one. Uh, <laughs> Time Splitters is returning, and it is being made by the original team, and they have reformed the original studio. Yes. Meh. <laughs> AT&T sells Warner Media to Discovery, meaning all WB game studios, including NetherRealm, Avalanche, TT, which makes the LEGO games, and Rocksteady are all part of that transaction. Sure. Prayers. Netflix is apparently hiring for a gaming division, or gaming expansion. Why? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That took some some thought. Uh, uh, Crisis 2 Remaster is being teased on Twitter by Crytek. Cool. Maybe? (laughs) Um, Apex Legends could be nerfing Lifeline soon. Bloodhound. Why? And CKY Band, the band, says that one of their tracks is going to appear on the new Tony Hawk game that's currently in development. What an odd way for a game to get leaked. No. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) And last but not least... That's a total skater one word right there. (laughs) Totally. Rumored that Square Enix will also be announcing the revival of an old series. Maybe Chrono Trigger? IDK? Sadness. Sad, why sadness? And that's the end of the speed round. <laughs> Yay! We did it! <laughs> to put it in perspective, I say Bloodhound because that's all I play. So... <laughs> so 
there's just a couple things I want to touch on. We'll skip a lot of this, but um, mainly is Summer Game Fest and the the sale of Warner Media because the thing that worries me with Warner Media is. When Disney bought Marvel, you know, we had a ton of projects that got canceled. So my biggest fear is, will we see more delays? Will we see any cancellations? You know, we have the Suicide Squad game. We've got Gotham Knights. We've got Lego uh, Skywalker. Everything is canceled. We've got Hogwarts Legacy. I mean, these are all projects currently in the works that could be affected by this sale. I mean... With this one, my biggest worry is the fact that it's like I'm. I'm glad AT and T did this because the less, or yeah, the less uh, weight or pressure, I guess, is on that's on WB. I feel like the more we're gonna get. Yeah. But even with my one word answer, prayers, it literally makes me think like if, if I'm praying to God. That AT&T is like, okay, you guys were working at this half pace. No more of this. We're getting this done. We're getting this done. Um, also, uh, the fans have spoken. All this DC stuff that literally is just sitting here on a shelf, we're pulling it off, we're dusting it off, and we're getting it going. Green light, green light, green light, green light. Like They could easily turn themselves into something big with now all the properties that they have by doing this. So something I also didn't put in the notes, but uh, Discovery may now own those projects or the that's those studios. But apparently Discovery is already being looked at by four giants at being purchased as well. Those giants being Amazon. Don't say Disney. Netflix. Don't say Disney. Disney. Oh my God. And I can't remember the fourth one. EA. EA was the other one. Um, what's funny about that is um, if Disney did successfully buy them, DC would technically be under the same roof as Marvel. Oh, my God. I don't think they would let Disney purchase them because they definitely would be forming a monopoly. With I mean, they already own Fox, Star Wars, Marvel. So I would be shocked if they allowed them to buy... Um, Discovery, Warner Discovery, or whatever their new name is. Um, but you never know. Disney has a crap ton of money. What's even crazier about Disney winning, I mean, uh, Discovery winning this sale, is PlayStation, EA, both were front runners for buying the WB Studios. And somehow Discovery beat them in the bid. That's which shocks me because PlayStation, man. If they had gotten those WB Studios, that would mean Mortal Kombat. And, I mean, Lego games, all that stuff could potentially be PlayStation exclusives. Yeah, that's... See, that's why I, I remember when they were saying rumors that there's a chance they're going to sell off all those properties. Mm-hmm. And, you know, NetherRealm and all that. And I'm just like, I really don't want like Microsoft or somebody like that to get it and make it exclusive. Because if I have to own an Xbox just to even play Mortal Kombat, I'm I'm not going to be a happy camper. Right. Yep. Like, the best um, thing about that is like the fighting games. Like the the goal in the long run is to be able to have crossplay in the Mortal Kombat games. And right now they have a form of that, but it's weird because it's like they have like three lobbies that are just called crossplay. 
but like you can't just like get a bunch of your friends and then do like a king of the hill. Like you have to be in one of those three lobbies to even play with anybody. Right. Also, I want to apologize. It is actually Amazon, Apple, Disney, or Netflix are the four that may potentially buy Discovery or Warner Discovery. I so think I, I would. I think I would be cool with Amazon or Apple. Um, I don't want Amazon to buy them, but Apple has already. They already have their Apple Plus, and it's not too terrible. Um. And they've been wanting to break into the gaming space for a while. I just, I don't know. I don't trust Jeff Bezos, so I don't really want him to buy anything WB Games related. <laughs> buy oh, some other studio that I don't care as deeply for and try it out first before you buy these massive studios that have an amazing track record. I mean, I think Bezos is, it hard, it's hard to make a case that he wouldn't like look at that and be like, that's a mountain of money that we're sitting on that we're not, what are we not doing? Like what's, I feel like he would definitely push it. Apple, I also think would do the same. So I, I would like, obviously Amazon knows what they're doing because Invincible, the boys, like the stuff that they're, the content they're adding to, to Amazon prime. Like it's becoming one of the better streaming services. So that is true. I don't know. I, I would be down with either one of those, but I swear, Disney, you can't <laughs> run the world just yet, okay? Yeah. Um, something else, oh, we'll talk about that, never mind. We'll talk about that down when we get to TV and stuff. But uh, And then the Summer Games Fest I want to touch on, mainly because what's interesting about Summer Games, last year it wasn't so great. Jeff Keeley tried to stretch it out all summer. Um, and it didn't do so hot. So this week it's just going to be a week long, just like E3. I just I find it interesting that he chose the week of E3 to do it. Um, and it starts the day before E3 does. But um, I find it interesting also that PlayStation is taking part of Summer Games Fest because they are not taking place in uh, E3. And... But it's also funny because Nintendo is not listed under Summer Games Fest, but yet they are listed under E3. Now, of course, this could change. Um, studios can be added um, as we get closer, but I can't imagine Nintendo wanting to stretch themselves between two two uh, events like that, especially being the same week. That's just a lot of stress. Nintendo's already having trouble with all the work-from-home stuff, so I just can't imagine them trying to, to juggle that but what i am excited about is that's going to be one hell of a week because <laughs> yeah, we're going to have two major events going on at the same time with bukus of announcements so um and before we get out of gaming news um because i don't know if you've seen it too and maybe it was just an article that has been from a while but i had ran across something did you see that ubisoft was saying that the assassin's creed games will never go back to the stealth games that they were. I thought we talked about that last week. Did we? I thought so. They that was an. I feel like yeah, because I feel like that was in the speed round last week. That um, exactly. They have had so much success with the action RPG genre that they said it may be quite some time before they go back to their roots and do more stealth oriented games. How do you feel about that, Jacob? Because you weren't here last week. Uh, I think it's a good move, just because like. The way that the Assassin's Creed games are now is still really good because it gives you the option to do stealth, um, but you also you also get the option to play the game in, in a different way too, which I think is cool also. 
I like the new games a lot. Um, I also wouldn't mind if they did, like, maybe do two different branches. Like, maybe do a, a series of games that it's more classic, and then maybe do a series of games that's more action RPG oriented. I don't know. It's hard now to go back and play the old games because I'm so used to the the new trilogy or whatever that it's right. it just makes it kind of painful to play the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is sad because Black Flag and the Ezio trilogy are some of my favorites. Yeah, that's that is the downfall of games advancing further on. It's that it yeah, makes it hard to go back and play the other ones. Ubisoft is going to be an interesting studio to watch the next couple of years because they also announced that they're not going to they're going to do less AAA games a year. So right now they do about between four and six AAA games a year. They're going to try to cut that down to like three or four or less, and they're going to start focusing more on free to play experiences that get people invested in these franchises. So I, th- I think they're just trying to get people in, into the franchise before they spend the $60 on like a big AAA game, which is interesting way to do it. Just I hope they don't. My problem with free-to-play is you always have loot boxes and microtransactions. Like, that's the only reason I don't play uh, that Genshin Impact or whatever. It looks really fun. Genshin Impact is great, okay? It looks it amazing, but I don't like... Breath of the Wild, and the, the story is phenomenal. I played the first, like, hour of it, and I just... I didn't want to get invested because I don't like that to get some of the really awesome heroes or the really awesome weapons. You have to pay for it. Like, in a loot box type system, and I just, I don't like that. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Uh, Jacob? <laughs> yeah? Has Jacob spent money? Jacob spent a good amount of money. Oh, <laughs> of course you have. But I can't. Uh, so that's, Oh, go ahead. I'll say, so John, if you had wanted to wrap something up on that, because I had another question for you, and then kind of for Jacob also. No, okay. go for it. What's up? Uh, so... At the beginning of the show, you said that you had tried Mass Effect, didn't care for it. That being said, because we had just mentioned about how the Assassin's Creed games, going back to the older ones, is kind of harder. I actually decided to skip the Mass Effect Legendary Edition when it came out um, just here recently, just until it goes on sale, then I'm going to pick it up and play right. it. Because I've got other stuff I'm playing too. Right. Jacob, I don't know if you've played it since it's came out or not, Angie but I, I know Angie has it, so I'm sure you've probably seen some of it. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of got an idea of what she thinks. And then John, coming from somebody that hadn't played the Mass Effect games before and don't really know about it, kind of just want to hear like the two differing sides because I'm <clears> sure, <throat> Jacob, you probably enjoy the Mass Effect games, right? I never played them. You never, you've never played them too? Nope. Yeah, oh I, I get them. So, and that's everybody gives me crap because I like KOTOR and I like Dragon Age. And it's essentially the same thing, but in space. And. I'm going to get a lot of crap for this, and I apologize, listeners, but I liked Mass Effect Andromeda. And it's because I've never played the original trilogy. The first one to me, the one I can't get over the controls. I hate the controls so freaking much. It's terrible. Um, what do you mean by that? Just like the. Because they, I mean, they, they were supposed to have redone the controls in this one. They added a couple new things to it. They added some things, but for the most part, it still plays the same. Um, I, I respect what they did. The game looks beautiful. Um, but I just, man, I could not... Get, I played for... 
I don't even know how long I played, but I was bored the whole time. And nor, and I don't mind games with a lot of talking because I played Detroit Become Human. Hmm. And I, so I don't mind the games where you have choices, where you have to talk to people to figure stuff out, learn stuff. That's fine with me. But so, and Misty loved it. She played, she's already on the third game. Yeah. Um, I just, man, I can't get into it. And I, I, I was hoping with this new coat of paint that it would maybe draw me in this time. Cause I've tried to play the Mass Effect trilogy multiple times mm-hmm. and I've never succeeded in getting through it. But it's just not for me, man. I don't, uh, the races are cool. The, the idea of the story is cool. It's something I'd probably watch someone play and, and I just, but playing it's not for me. Yeah. I find it interesting that you tried to play it, which it has, you know, decisions that you can make. And if you want to play the game a certain way, you can play it all the way through, all the way till the end. And you were like, nah. And then you just went and got Detroit Become Human, which is. Well, it was free on the PlayStation Plus collection. So I'm like, you know what? I had bought it when it first came out and Misty played it. Hogged it, beat it, and then traded it in. So I never even got to play it. It's so, pretty good. Yeah, so it was, and I played Heavy Rain. I loved Heavy Rain. Um, the difference is, though, there that game kind of puts you more, it's like, um, oh, what's that horror game? We've talked about it a few times. Yeah, the Dark Pictures, like Man of Madon. Yeah, because it still Dawn. has where more so where your choices, you have to make them quickly, so you're kind of on the edge of your seat. It's not one of those where... You can take your time making your choice. But with Mass Effect Andromeda, like when we thought we were getting a sequel, every decision I made, I had to sit there and like ponder, like, crap, how is this going to affect the sequel? Um, and like I said, Misty and I both played. We bought each our own copy of Andromeda. We put the TVs next to each other, and we played side by side the whole time. And I loved it. It was fun. But I don't know, man. I just couldn't get... Some games don't age well, and I think that's one of them. And I know I'm going to get hatred because I see that on every top 10 list. If you ask gamers what their top 10 games are, Mass Effect 2 is always on that list. Right. I mean, Mass Effect 2 is groundbreaking, bro. Yeah. Even Seth Seth said, when I told Seth that at work, he's like, why'd you play the first one? You should just watch somebody on YouTube play it and then skip to the second one. And I'm like, I'm not that kind of person. I have, if I'm going to play a series that is directly related to each other, I have to play the first one. Well, yeah, and like the cool thing about the Mass Effect games, and definitely with the Legendary Edition, how you play with the character from the first carries over to the other games. So, mm-hmm. right. I don't think I could just skip the first game and then just go ahead and play two and three. Like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm that's the whole goal is why I even decided to pass on it for now. Was like, I'm gonna play it and I'm gonna play from one all the way through till three. I'm just, yeah. I couldn't skip something like that. Yeah, I just. And I think that's why I liked Andromeda because it was kind of a fresh start. You know, it, it was they mentioned the events of the trilogy, but it wasn't like I had, I didn't have to know what happened to be able to enjoy it. I feel like you'd be surprised that with the like little like army of Andromeda fans that are out there that you'd fit right in with. Well, I do like it because I saw IGN did a interview or did a th- thing on YouTube the other day about how people are giving Andromeda a second chance and they're actually enjoying it this time. So I'm like, well, good. Maybe in like at the, by the end of the year, there'll be a lot more fans and I won't feel so stupid. <laughs> right. right. All right. Well, I, I mean, I, that's, I was just curious cause like, I was like, yeah. okay, so John, John wasn't, wasn't mm-hmm. about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That being said, if you did like short become human, we got to get you to play until dawn. 
and we got to get that was one. that was the one I was trying to think of. I have played Until Dawn, and I loved it. Um, I, I've so I played Heavy Rain, Until Dawn. I've played Detroit Become Human, and I've played the first Man of Medan. I really want to try the other ones, um, but I have not yet. Little Hope, yeah, and Little Hope, next and then one. The House of Ashes yeah, that's coming out, which looks. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I've played both of those. I played Man of Madon and I've played uh, Little Hope with my brother, which I streamed Little Hope on my Twitch. And I'm so excited for House of Ashes. And what's cool is literally when you beat them, there's a teaser for the next game at the end. And it's just That's like, cool. It's cool that they're building this like. I the set. thing I like, yeah, the thing I liked about Man of Madan too is the creepy guy telling the story. He reminds me of the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, uh, the Crypt. So I really like that vibe where he's kind of like this overarching character and telling all these stories. Um, of course, he's got to make the side little comments too, where you're like, "Oh crap!" In this next part, I need to look for this, or yeah, be prepared. So. And I and I will say, on Detroit Become Human, I was so excited because I got the perfect ending, and all characters survived. Hey, congratulations! And I beat it in one day. <laughs> wow. My, I was like, yeah, I was like, I have to go back to work tomorrow. I need to find a game, and I picked Detroit, and I started it at like 10, 10 or eleven o'clock in the after or in the morning, and then. Played until like 1 a.m. Oh my god. That's insane. But that's what gamers do, people. And that's why you listen to this podcast. That's right. Dude, I was up playing Apex ranked the other night. I'm I'm, I'm at plat one or halfway through plat one right now. So congratulations. I'm I'm close to diamond and I'm excited for it. So it's pretty awesome. The goal for you is diamond this season. Yeah. I want to try to get the diamond. And if I'm going to keep going afterwards. So. I don't. I really don't think I'm going to hit masters, but we'll see. Yeah, right. that's a that's a whole other world. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I did want to touch. We won't. We don't have to talk about it long, but um, the the Square Enix revival does excite me because there's a few. Have either of you ever played Drakengard on PS2? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that is one of my favorite games of all time. Me and my friend Brandon talk about it all the time. So you played as this kid whose sister is dying, and so you try to find... It, picture Dragonheart, but extremely R-rated. So this kid is like on his about to die or something, so this dragon um, makes a pact... They become... They call them pact beasts, but he makes a pact with it, so if one of them gets injured, the other one gets injured too. And, and so you get to ride the dragon through the levels, but you can... And you can attack... It's like an, a Muso game also, so you have these hordes of huge armies on the ground. You can come down, attack them with your dragon, or you can jump off the dragon and fight with your sword on the ground. And then there were boss fights where the enemies also had made a pact with some kind of giant creature. And the whole game is about trying to save your sister's life. And it was such a fun game. I want them to do... They did a couple other ones, but I've never played them, and they were on PS2 and PS3. But even just a remaster or remake of that game, oh, I'd lose my mind. (laughs) Speaking of PS2, I did want to share something with you guys. And I feel like it's perfect because we're talking about games. So recently, at my job, we had a man bring in a stack of PS2 games. And I never knew nothing about this game. Being the PlayStation man that I am. okay. Um, He brought in a game that I honestly... It kind of blew my mind. Um, I, he ended up not being able to trade it in because we didn't take the game. Um, 
but he actually was like, if you want it, you could have it. And I was just like, I think this might be one of those talking pieces when you have people come over and they're like, what is that? And you're just like, oh, you haven't heard? Guys, have you heard of the legendary PS2 game came out in October of 2005? The Bible game. The Bible game? The Bible game. No, I have not. It is a Christian party game developed by Mass Media Inc. and published by Crave Entertainment. And I'm not even joking you. This game was in such good condition and I feel like was very underplayed. But it is one of those games that like, you know when you just see a game and you're like, oh yeah, 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 I'm going to keep that one. (laughs) And so Um, I, I kept it. I think the part that um, interests me the most about this game mm-hmm. is the fact that you called it a party game. Yes, it is. It is a movie. It is a trivia quiz, which is mostly about the Old Testament, but it is a party game. And the best part about it is he brought it in with another game, which also I had to get because, like we talked in the last episode, I'm a giant fan. And I'll just show you what came in with the Bible game. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a what a weird spectrum of games he had. Castlevania for PS2. Um for the people that can't see. So, I'm just like one, this guy's the coolest because of the games that he brought in. Thank you whoever you are. You're a legend. And I will talk with multiple people when they come over to my house about the Bible game from here on out. <laughs> I, I feel like he was one of those guys you see on TikTok that takes real games and fake games to GameStop to see if he can sell them. Because yeah. the Bible game just doesn't seem real to me. I'm, but... I'm not... I'm telling you. Google it. it it'll pull up, and I'm, it's in perfect condition. And it's got like... It's got two game modes. One's like a TV, she, TV show game mode. Like a TV game show. And then the other one's like a challenge games mode. Yeah. And it's just... It's, it's ridiculous. Like the cover, it has like the Bible open, and there's like a whale, and like Samson, and David and Goliath. And I'm just like, why did I never hear about this? This is this is so, insane. What's what's funny is you talking about the Bible game reminds me of this other uh, game I saw on YouTube, and I had to look it up to make sure it was still a thing and it was real. But have you guys seen the trailer for the game that's coming to Steam? I am Jesus Christ. Oh my God! What? No. Yeah, it's walk in the footsteps of Jesus in this incredible first-person retelling of the story of Christ from birth to resurrection. Perform amazing miracles, interact with a cast of biblical figures, and travel around the Holy Land from Jerusalem to Galilee. Become the Messiah in I am Jesus Christ. And I'm not kidding. It's on Steam. The trailer looks interesting, and it comes out in 2022. That might even be better than the Bible game. Yeah, the trailer has him. Um, so he walks up to a lady, and you hold up your hands, and uh, his hands glow, and then she opens her eyes. So she was blind. He cured her blindness. It, and it, it really is a thing. I told you. I wouldn't lie to you guys. <sighs> oh, <laughs> it, it even says, I, I am Jesus Christ. Add to wish list on the ad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then there's another screen or scene in the trailer where you approach this guy and he looks hungry and he's got a bucket and the bucket is like highlighted and he holds up his hands, they glow, and then all these fish appear. No. Yeah. True story. 
Well, I just, yeah. okay, so the people that created the Bible game, I just wanted to run over with you what other games they've they've helped create. Oh, nice. Because um, they're a video game developer, Mass Media Inc., right? Yeah. And maybe you've heard of them. But looks like 1992 is when they really got together. Um, they helped, like, with CDI, with, like, Tetris and mm-hmm. Defender of the Crown. But <clears throat> maybe you've heard of some of these games. Um of course, there's the classic Shrek Super Party for PS2 and Xbox. Nope. Um, <laughs> um, there's also Tetris Evolution for the 360. Nope. Um, there's my my favorite, knowing that they made the Bible game, Saints Row 2. Nuh-uh. I swear to you. Um, Darksiders. Nuh-uh. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm looking at the list right now. Um, they did the Jack and Dexter collection and the Ratchet no. and Clank collection. No, they did not. <laughs> and you're, Mafia Three. You're such a liar. I'm, no I, way. I, I'm not even joking. Mass Media I mean, has developed over 40 titles and currently has additional titles in various stages of development. Okay, so I will say every studio has to start somewhere. And hey, there's probably people out there that played this game <laughs> and loved it. I don't want to diss anyone's. You know, if, if you're a huge Bible fan and this this appeals to you, more power to you. I but I will say this is not a game I would play. <laughs> and the fact that they went from such a probably overly wholesome game to Saints Row Two and Darksiders. I don't really, see a problem here. I don't see. What are we talking about? Is there? If you want to talk about a bad game, okay. This is probably the worst game I have on Steam. Oh, you, have? you personally have? I personally have this game, yes. Is it Pope Simulator? <laughs> it is not. It's called Orion Prelude. It is, which, which is weird because there's a, a modern game coming out that's basically the same thing. Um, have you guys seen the game uh, coming out called uh, Second Extinction? Yep, with the dinosaurs. It's already on Game Pass. Orion Prelude is basically the same thing. But it's a dollar. So you fight dinosaurs, and it's like Left 4 Dead, but with dinosaurs? But it's so bad. (laughs) Like, I can't... Me and my buddy installed this game one day, and we were just like, you know what? It's a dollar. Let's let's give it a shot. Why not? We played it for a couple hours. uh... I like that he gave it a couple hours. That's yeah. We were just well, we were trying to figure things out because it didn't tell you how to do anything. You just load into a map and you level up by killing dinosaurs. But then it doesn't tell you how to buy different guns. It doesn't tell you how to buy different vehicles. It doesn't tell you where to go because there is an objective to the game. That sounds like a game I bought called It's Dino D Day. I also bought for ninety nine cents. Nah, Orion Prelude. Like, if you have Steam pulled up, pull it up, and you'll see what I'm talking about. And oh my god, it is the worst game I've ever played. Look, Jacob, we're not talking about the worst games ever played. We're talking about the greatest game ever made. Oh, I see that on. Oh film. yes, the uh, Bible for PS2. The yes, Bible game for PS2. Um, I will say that um, when searching for I Am Jesus Christ, the second most searched game was Pope Simulator. That's why I brought it up. Apparently, people who search for I Am Jesus Christ also search for Pope Simulator. And it is a real game. Pope Simulator is a thing. Just so you know. 
And it apparently had a add-on called the uh, Power and Sin. All right. I feel like we've gotten off topic now. <laughs> okay. Anyways. So, real quick, since you're talking about dinosaurs and shooting them, have you? this may show my age. Have either of you ever played Carnivores? No. no. Carnivores 1, Carnivores 2, or Carnivores... I played Turok back in the day. So, basically, imagine... Did you ever play Deer Hunter? Yeah. Okay, carnivores is deer hunter, but with dinosaurs. You hunt dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even kidding you. Uh, trust me. So you would have to do, like, camouflage. You'd hide your scent. You'd pick your different... You'd have money. You have to choose what gun you want to choose. Uh, and then you choose what dinosaur you want to hunt. But as you leveled up and you unlocked more dinosaurs, other dinosaurs would appear on the island at the same time. So imagine trying to kill a brontosaurus and then all of a sudden a t-rex shows up behind you and eats you and hunting a t-rex was ridiculous because the the animals would have what's called the kill zone and that's where you'd have to shoot to kill them and the kill zone on the t-rex was its eye <laughs> yeah and then ice age was pretty terrifying because well the saber-toothed tiger always killed me but but the thing i liked about the game the most is the trophy gatherer so this this thing would come and get your tr- kills and put it in a trophy room, and it looked like the Millennium Falcon. It would fly in. <laughs> it would fly in, and this big like um, disc would come down and pick it up and take it with it, and it would fly off. But anyways, I had it on PC. It was a PC only game, and it was one of the. It came. I think it came with my dad bought a Gateway PC back in the day, and it was like it could play Diablo two, but he um, wouldn't let me play Diablo. So the game came with. Where in time is Carmen San Diego and Carnivores? So I played the heck out of both of them. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. Anyways, okay. <clears throat> On the movie side of things, <laughs> I'm sure this will get for sure Jordan Jones in for more. But uh, DC is next animated movie is Injustice. Oh, yes. I think the only way this will be good, though, is if they let it be R-rated. Okay, sir, I'm just going to let you know. You're probably not wrong. That would be a good way. And typically when DC does their animated movies, they don't have a problem with making those R-rated. I just hope that this is more based off of the comic series of Injustice more than the game. Because what happens in the comic series of Injustice is absolutely just there's so much good storytelling in that yeah i like the comic a lot and you could very much make like a trilogy out of it with the animated movies yeah for sure Um, but i did see it got leaked actually that that's how it like got revealed oh really because it's supposed to be the newest anime dc animated movie it was supposed to have like a sneak peek of what the next one was and it was supposed Uh, to be injustice somebody leaked it long halloween Uh, i think so yeah gotcha um also yellow jacket is theoried to be returning in ant-man 3 hold on hold on hold on jacob do you know who a yellow jacket is have you seen ant-man 1 yeah i do do you remember darren cross played he was the bald guy that hated that was like trying to steal the technology from hank pym Mm -hmm. and then he wore the yellow suit okay that's yellow jacket even though in the comics that's not how that goes down but anyways um (laughs) Evangeline Lilly. He wears a yellow coat, right? Um, Big fluffy. 
Yeah. No, no, no. Stinger. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Evangeline Lilly, if I said her name right, I hope, who plays yeah. the Wasp, uh, received her copy of the script for Ant-Man 3, and in her excitement, she tagged all of her co-stars. One of them was Darren Cross. So this has people wondering if that means Yellow Jacket may be returning in Ant-Man 3. Now, I know technically he was killed off, but I think they've pretty much mentioned in Ant-Man 2 that uh, the quantum realm crazy stuff can happen in the quantum realm. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer's character survived for years, so maybe he'll they'll find him in the quantum realm. I don't know. Uh I'm down with it. I actually really like that actor. Um, I like Darren Cross. Yeah, he's cool. I. That being said, Yellow Jacket is a pretty forgettable villain. So I already know, like, I don't like, think he's Kang the Conqueror like, supposed to be in this. See, I could see him more so maybe teaming up with them to take down Kang. I think it'd be more of a anti-hero type thing. Like, he's not really a hero, but. Because they find him in the quantum realm, maybe he helps them. I don't know. It was more so what I was thinking. Because Kang really doesn't need some low-tier level here villain like Yellow Jacket. You mean, one of, you mean one of the top five greatest MCU villains of all time, Yellow Jacket? Kang the Conqueror doesn't need him? Are you insane, man? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I could see him being, like, towards the beginning of the film, maybe, like, somebody that they just, like happened in the quantum realm run into and then like they take him down i mean it'd be twice as easy to take him down if you have wasp and ant-man so oh yeah right exactly but it would be a cool callback to the fact that you know he was in the first film i don't care what they do in the third one as long as long as luis is in it that's all i care about yeah i still just want them to do a spinoff show on disney plus starring um Shoot, now I don't remember his name. What was the dude's the FBI agent's name in WandaVision? I can't even think right now. Jimmy? Jimmy Woo. I want Jimmy Woo, Darcy, and Luis in their own spinoff by themselves solving mysteries. <laughs> like the X Files of MCU. Yes. I'm hundred percent down with that. Luis can just be their driver. I don't even care. Like or, or let him develop some kind of skill that will be beneficial to their team. I don't remember what he he did. I know he was pretty smart, but he was just really funny. What, so if it was, more. what if it was narrated by Luis and like he was almost like uh, like at the beginning of each episode, he's like, I'm going to tell you a, a, story, a story that you probably aren't going to believe, but this actually happened. And then like it goes into the episode with Darcy and Jimmy Wu. And then like at the end of each episode, almost tells of the Crypt-esque, but <laughs> the Crypt is actually Luis. <laughs> It'd be, it'd be even funnier if he was like in jail or he's at like a criminal bar because and because uh, he's a thief mm-hmm. and like he's trying to tell all these impressive stories but they don't believe him. It's like, bro, you're lying. And like, oddly enough, in the same like jail or something, something similar, or you, you right. see something Easter egg towards him. Yeah, that would be dope. Definitely, I'd be down. Um, see, we should just work for Marvel. We'll have all the good ideas. Um, I'm telling you. Disney, I'm coming for you too. If I if this idea comes out in a week, <laughs> I got my lawyers. Shang Chi also is going to be in theaters, but it's going to have a 45 day exclusive. So it'll be in theaters for 45 days, and then it will move to Disney Plus. I like this idea a lot. I hope they um, 
because it's not going to go to uh, premium either. It's just going to do 45 days in the theater straight to Disney Plus. So it's not going to premiere access on Disney? Not from the article I read, no. God. So I love this idea. I think it's great. Um, I like the thought of these movies coming to their streaming platforms a lot sooner. So, Did you uh, start to notice, though, too, um, with the streaming services, talking about that, did you notice that uh, just recently, or at least this month, they put Wonder Woman 84 back on HBO? They've put a couple other movies that were streamed exclusively on there, and then they took them off. Uh they're starting to bring those back to the streaming. Hmm. Um, like Kong vs. Godzilla went up for sale on Voodoo uh, yesterday, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I'm no, I'm like, I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, I wonder if the streaming like services are just going to do that where they do, because like HBO Max is the 30 days you can watch it and then they release it to like other places. But right. I, I was curious. I was like, wait, why are they not just leaving Wonder Woman on there though? Like, why would you take it off and then pull it back? Right. But I'd say that they had done that, and I was like, mm. but I, I feel like Disney for sure wants uh, Shang-Chi's on there. It'll stay on there. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I, I like this idea a lot because um, not everyone can afford to go to the theater. So if, and not everybody wants to go back to the theater yet. So if this is a way to balance it out to where people don't have to pay that extra $30 and be able to stream it, I mean, that's awesome. So. That being said, my God, I wish I would have went to like the IMAX of Army of the Dead. Because I know they released it in theater, and it's smart that they did. And I am so kicking myself that I didn't just be like, hey, I'm going to go watch this in the theater. Yeah. Because it is a roaring good time. I'm not watching anything else until I finish Demon Slayer. Um, Stop sucking up to Jacob. Because Demon Slayer is so good! I'm three episodes away. But anyways, uh, Army of the Dead is on my list, though, because... Um, the trailer looked pretty awesome, and anything with a zombie tiger in it is going to be awesome. So I'm I'm just going to tell you right now, the scene with the tiger, oh my god, <laughs> nice. Similar to uh, similar to the season finale of uh, Invincible. I'm not caught up with Invincible. So oh don't my! I've only seen the first three episodes. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, Last bit of movie news, uh, Shuma Gorath is, uh, insiders are saying, will be the main villain in Doctor Strange 2. I'm not going to lie. The only thing I know about Shuma Gorath is that he was in Capcom vs. Marvel 2 <laughs> as a fighter. Let me educate you. An eyeball with green tentacles. Yes. He's kind of similar to Starro, who's going to be the villain in Suicide Squad oh, 2. God. Um, except... <laughs> Except for the one, don't say it like that. That's that's listen, it's comic books, okay? <laughs> but just to give you like a hint, he's actually, depending on how he's written, he's actually more powerful than Dormammu. Oh wow. Like Gorath cannot actually die. Like technically you can destroy his body. Yeah. But even if you like destroy him, then like the destruction of him makes him because like you become him for destroying him. Gotcha. So like he can never technically. So it's going to be interesting if he is the villain to see if Doc like how Doctor Strange is going to beat him. You know what I mean? Right. So a, supposedly part of the uh, uh, plot of the movie is so we already know that uh, America Chavez will be in the movie. 
apparently uh, Shuma Gorath wants her so that he can have access to her powers. And for those of you who don't know who America Chavez is, um, she has the superhuman strength, durability, and the power of flight, but she can also kick open star-shaped holes in reality and travel through the multiverse. So that, which kind of makes sense because it's called the Multiverse of Madness. So how do you feel about this, if this is true? Well, I mean... America Chavez is part of the Young Avengers, so I've already been saying they're secretly setting up for a Young Avengers, so I have a feeling we're going to probably see a Young Avengers member in every single MCU project, minus maybe Loki. Um, I don't know much about her. She's a newer character. I know she's she was in, I think, the last season of Ultimate Spider-Man, and I know she's in that Secret Warriors TV series that they have going on right now with Ghost Spider and all them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know much about her. Um I don't know. It's it's Marvel and Kevin Feige. I know he's going to do a good job regardless. He could put Squirrel Girl in the movie and he's going to make her amazing. So By the way, Squirrel Girl is the most ridiculously overpowered character I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, she she beat Thanos by herself once in the she's, comics. Dude, dude she <laughs> beat so many people, including Deadpool. But, but anyways, um I don't know. I mean, if that's the plot, it makes sense because if Shuma Gorath has reasons to want to travel through the multiverse, that's a character that can definitely help him do it. Um, and I already they've confirmed that she's in the movie. And once again, the movie's called Multiverse of Madness. So I don't. I could see them maybe chasing him through the multiverse. I don't know. Okay, so then hear me out. Then if that's the case, and this is the route they're going, <clears throat> then do you think? Wanda's also trying to use her, or do you think it's going to lead to Wanda and Doc teaming up to fight him? I think Doc is going to recruit Wanda, and she's going to have her own goal of my kids are out there somewhere. Maybe while I'm helping Doctor Strange, I can secretly, you know, also do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, apparently, Doctor Strange was always originally supposed to be in WandaVision after all. They cut him out because. They didn't want him stealing the show from Wanda because it was a Wanda story. But I guess originally the all the commercials were hints from Doctor Strange to get her to wake up, and she was he was supposed to be in the finale. But okay. so I could see him recruiting Wanda, um, and like I said, her having her own um, motivations for helping him because once again. She heard them at the end of the last scene. She heard the boys cry out for her. So my guess is probably they're somewhere trapped in the multiverse, thanks to Agatha or whoever Agatha is working for. Also, we don't know where White Vision went either. That's true, too. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm really curious what they're going to do with the multiverse. You know, it's, it's, it's scary... There's a lot they could do, and there's they could do nothing. You know, we may not even see other characters. It could just be different versions of new, like actual cities instead of getting to see these actual characters. Um, I don't know. I hope I hope they blow us away though. Like again, kind of like you said, with Kevin Feige behind it, he's like probably the best storyteller, um, and he's been doing this you know for over ten years now. But I guess. 
my biggest thing with it is that if it is true, then and I don't want to be one of those, you know, comic book nerds that I'm like, oh, this is stupid because it's not going to my plan. But I was really hoping that we were going to get like a Doctor Strange Wanda face off. Because and, like they're literally the two most powerful sorcerers in the universe now. See, that's the big debate right now is is Wanda writing that line between good and evil because she was reading the dark hold i don't agree with that question i think of it more as agatha when they were fighting agatha told her the difference between you and me is knowledge because agatha was so old and she's had all this time to learn whereas scarlet didn't even know she was a witch so or wanda didn't even know she was a witch i see it more as she's trying to learn so that she's on the same level as other spellcasters. Mm. But being that it's the dark hold, who knows? Um, maybe we said, um, maybe we get to see if she does, maybe she'll have some scenes where like, she kind of seems like she's going dark side and maybe something is trying to take hold of her. Um, I still think there's a bigger bad working in the shadows that was controlling Agatha. Because when Ag when she defeated Agatha, Agatha's like, you don't know what you've done. And to me, that says, you know, Wanda freed something. Um, Maybe so it was Shuma. May yeah, and it could have been Shuma. It could be Shuma instead of... Um, uh, man, I am spacing tonight on all these characters, and I feel so bad. Who was it? What? Mephisto, thank you. Um, I still think it's going to be with them bringing Blade into it, and there's rumors that Ghost Rider may make an appearance in uh, Multiverse of Madness. With all these dark universe characters coming into it, I just feel like Mephisto makes more sense as being the big bad. Mm -hmm. um, but Shuma could be, you know, the way to go too. Yeah, and oh, it definitely could be, be one, one that's. I feel like lesser known, so it'd be uh, MCU tends to go with characters you least expect. That's true. Jacob, how do you feel about? It? I'm indifferent, just because like there's a lot of stuff that I just don't know, honestly. <laughs> um, I think whatever they do, they decide to do, and whatever is going on is going to be good regardless. But uh, I, I just don't know why. I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't have no, much to fine. add here. You're good, man. That's I'm fine. Just, like I said, the MCU continues to grow. I'm, I'm excited for Loki and to see what's going to happen there. And actually, I'm Loki very excited will... for Loki. I think Loki looks really cool. Yeah. Because Loki will touch on that too. We're going to see bits of the multiverse in because it's not just going to be um, time travel. We're going to see some alternate universes as well. So I'm excited to see what Loki has to offer. And oh, and just I'm saying, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson in that trailer—they have such this good chemistry. I'm excited to see it. It's going to be good. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy that small clip. Yeah, for sure. But. Moving on to TV, um, some sad news, something I didn't put in here that we'll touch on after this. But So Rangers of the New Republic, which was a spinoff show for Mandalorian that got announced after Mandalorian Season 2 ended. Um, 
was announced to be in the works. For those of you who don't know, it's going to star um, Bo-Katan and her other uh, bounty hunters. And it was going to run alongside Ahsoka and Mando and Book of Boba Fett. Uh, apparently, it's no longer an active development. Now, it has not been canceled. It's just not one of the projects being pushed heavily right now. So it's kind of on the back burner. Um which not huge surprise because of the character, some of the actors involved in that. Um, I could see that coming out maybe a little later down the road, but as long as we get Mando season three and Ahsoka, I really don't care. <laughs> Rangers of the New Republic wasn't one I was like, oh my god, yes. Speaking of Jordan, I have a, I'm like a bet with you or a deal with you. I'll watch Mando season two if you watch Demon Slayer. Dude, you're not a Star Wars fan if you don't watch Mando season two. He just he just said he's not that big of a Star Wars fan compared to Lord of the Rings. This is true, but <laughs> I'm yeah. Mando season two is so good. Are you looking at me, Jacob? Yeah, I'm waiting oh. for an answer. Oh, you're gonna watch Mando season two? Yeah. If I watch Demon Slayer. Yeah, because you already—I already watched Invincible, so yeah, but that's like it was eight episodes, and they were like thirty minutes apiece. They were hour episodes, sir. But okay. And your boy, your boy here watched Jujutsu Kaisen. You did finish it. Yeah, I did, and it was great. So, so you now that. know that everything that I've recommended for you has been good choices, so and has far, been good shows that I know you were gonna like. Jordan, I will say this: I also watched Jujutsu Kaisen. I like Demon Slayer a lot better than Jujutsu Kaisen. Demon Slayer is in my top five anime of all time. Wow, that's that's okay. I, so, like, I'm understanding. There's there's hype for this show, and I've had now so many people hype this show up to me. Yes, I see your Demon Slayer sword, Jacob. That if I watch this show, I'll get off your back about it. And I'll find I, a new thing to get on your back about. Listen, it. if I watch this show. And I don't care for it. Y'all better not come for me. Because you guys have hyped this show up to me so much that if I watch this show and it doesn't literally explode my brain cells from how awesome it is. Then, okay, here, here's my only thing I'm going to tell you. The beginning is a little slow. Episode 3 is where it really p- kicks off. Yes. Episode 3 and episode, episode, nine, episode 3 and episode 19 will blow your mind. John, I was at work, and John sent me a message today at work. <laughs> Literally his, his message. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and you just knew it was Demon Slayer? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm going to give it a shot. It's on It's on Netflix anyway. I've been on a Netflix kick here lately. Please so. watch it subbed. <laughs> I'm not watching it subbed. I'm watching it dubbed. God, I have to. Thank you. I have to watch it dubbed. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with watching it subbed for the listeners. I just prefer my anime dubbed for the most part. But that's yeah, because that's I grew up watching Dragon Ball Z on two days. I was watching it on my break the other day, and Jacob walks in, and he's like, I can't believe you're watching it dubbed. And I'm like, sorry. sorry John no. even told me he likes the voice actors for Tanjiro more subbed than he does dubbed. And he's still watching it dubbed. No, I said that subbed does have a better way of displaying... better portray or their emotions are just are portrayed better in subbed but 
I just can't do subbed. I like dubbed. Oh, wah. Cry me a river. The only thing because I've ever Because I have watched... to read. Oh, wah. Drag Dragon Ball Super was the only thing I watched subbed, and that's because I got I got to the point in the Tournament of Power where I was caught up with the dub, and I couldn't stand waiting anymore, so I finished the last ten episodes subbed. I waited so. like a whole year after it came out. I will also gladly buy you both tickets to go watch the movie. If we... We'll go together. We'll go on a date, Jordan. I don't know if I can watch the show now. John's asking me out. Does Misty no. know? Would you want me to ask you out? Is that, is that better? Uh, it'd be weirder. Three bros chilling in a hot tub five feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if Demon Slayer's involved, I'm down. No, oh my God, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I, I am gonna watch it. I literally haven't watched any other anime at this moment. I only have one one question: Are trunks optional? Yes. Awesome. Speedos? No. How is that worse than trunks being optional? <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> no one understands it. They just go with it. Alright, anyway. I guess, John, I guess you're really excited for the fact that Walking Dead's coming to Disney+. Plus. I'm not excited, I'm shocked. Uh, apparently, Walking Dead, the complete series, is coming to Disney+, Plus, and I'm like, huh. Oh, AMC's The Walking Dead is coming to Disney+. Plus. I I guess I didn't realize that Disney owned AMC. Did they own AMC? Not that I know of. So how did this, how did this happen? I don't know, that's why I was shocked. But I thought it was definitely newsworthy, so I'm like, So hey. have they finished the last season already? Uh, no, uh, season 11 just ended, 12 will be the final season. And so is it going to come to maybe, Disney Plus after the 12th season? I'm not sure, it just said the complete series is coming to Disney Plus. Jeez, don't, don't ask me things I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I thought that's why we're talking about it. I you think, know it. well, because I'm on season 9, which is the last season that's on Netflix. And then I think season 10 or 11 just wrapped, or they just stopped airing. And I know there's one more season coming up. So we're either getting 11 or 12 seasons. I don't remember. Oh, I don't know. My brain hurts. Okay, so okay, so it's coming to Disney Plus in the UK. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> On, uh, so on June 30th, the Fox channel in the UK will close. Many titles will become available on Star on Disney Plus and will be announced in the near future. But if you have a VPN, uh, it won't matter. That's true. <laughs> okay. Um, also, Jordan, this might excite you a little bit, but the Green Lantern series on HBO Max is eyeing Jeremy Irvine for Alan Scott. Why does that name sound so familiar? He's the OG Green Lantern. Technically, he is the Golden Age, Silver Age Green Lantern. I'm meaning the actor's name. He's, oh, sorry. I don't know, actually. Let's see what he's been in. Jeremy Irvine. Let's find out, shall we? He's a handsome devil. He is very cute. So he was in a <laughs> war horse. Um, Never heard of it. Oh, Mamma Mia, here we go again. Okay, okay. <laughs> so he hasn't done much action. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. 
He's also in a movie called The Guinea Pig Club. And, and he might be playing who? Uh, Alan he's Scott? Playing Alan Scott. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yep. A yep, yep, yep. couple of things. Okay. Cool. I'm sure this guy will probably do a really good job. Second thing, good, because that means this show is finally coming along. So we will be getting Green Lantern soon. Yeah. Which is another good sign, I guess, from WB, because they're killing me with this stuff. Definitely. I feel like I feel like I'm just like, oh yeah, all this cool Marvel stuff is coming out, and we're excited. And it's yeah. like DC because doesn't DC, know what we're doing right now. DC isn't like Marvel; they're waiting for DC fandom to make all their announcements. And I understand that. And here's the thing: like, I'm super excited for DC fandom. Yeah. But I'm also just like, guys, I, I like this DC fandom better reveal what their plan is, or it is going to be a massive letdown. Yeah. Like, did you see? Because I, I didn't see it here in the news, but did you see they did announce recently that there's going to be a new animated Batman show? Oh, shoot. I did forget. There's Superman and Batman. I totally forgot to put that in here. I'm so sorry. So there is going uh, to be the Batman show, which is going to be produced by Matt Reeves, who's doing the Batman, the movie. Well, it's not just Matt Reeves. It's um, Bruce Tim. Yeah. And I, somebody else. You have to pull it up and tell me who the, the third guy is. I know it was three people. Um, hold on, I'm trying to find out because now I feel really stupid for not putting that. Check up a new animated Batman show got announced. Just let you know. Okay, so it's so we've got Batman the Cape Crusader coming, and then we've got Super uh, My Adventures with Superman, both coming to HBO Max. <coughs> Two different shows. Um, Batman Cape Crusader will. It's aiming to live up to Batman the animated series. It's the first animated solo series of The Dark Knight since Batman Beyond. And it is being done by Reeves, Robert... Uh, no, 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 hold on. Oh, J.J. Abrams. That's right, J.J. Abrams. Yep, Bad Robot mm-hmm. will be a producer. And Matt Reeves, who is directing the new movie. Which, cool thing, too. Um, that one, I'm excited. I'm also kind of curious to see if that's going to tie into the movie since Matt Reeves is involved. Yeah. But then the adventures with Superman show, they actually have already casted the voice actor for Superman. Yeah. Did you see who that was? Um, I did, but I don't remember. It was Huey from the boys. Yeah, that's right. Jack Quaid, which I I think that's really cool. And I'd seen actually uh, just a little bit ago tonight, he had tweeted, He's like, I'm totally not letting this Superman thing go to my head, and he was already wearing a Superman t-shirt. It's like, yeah. okay, that's cool. That one actually was under, has been under a different working title for like the longest time. I remember seeing like artwork and stuff for that show. Yeah, but I'm glad that that one's also moving along too. So, yeah, and this one will actually follow. <clears throat> um, it's not. It's going to focus on a trio, so it'll be focusing on Clark, Lois, and Jimmy Olsen. And, and their friendship and um, and their journey together. And then also it says, for Batman, it says, we are beyond excited to be working together to bring Batman back to tell engrossing new stories in Gotham City. Um, the series will be thrilling, cinematic, and evocative of Batman's noir roots while diving deeper into the psycholo- psychology of these iconic characters. We cannot, sh- 
cannot wait to share this world with you. If Bruce Tim is behind this, I'm down 100%. Yeah. Batman the Animated Series is my favorite animated show of all time. Yeah. So that's what literally where my love for Batman came in was that show. Right. They told such good stories and like you can still go go and watch those episodes today and like there's so many of them that you're just like god like I'm surprised kids are watching this cuz like an adult is watching this and like oh my god that's so engrossing and yeah. such a good storytelling. So yeah. I'm, and I'm apparently gonna... they are super confident in them because um they both series got straight to series orders. Uh, Superman's getting two seasons and Batman's getting one for now, but with hopes of renewing it for more. Right. So. That being said, speaking of superhero and animated shows, have you had a chance to watch the Modoc show yet on Hulu? Uh, no, I have no interest in it. Even though it's robot chicken inspired. Nope. No, no I, and I love. Um, Patton Oswald. Guy that, yeah, I love Patton Oswald, but I just. Modoc is one of my least favorite villains in the Marvel universe, and I just don't have any drive. I know they already said in season two they're planning to have a ton of X Men characters and blah blah blah. But I believe Iron Man's actually in the first episode. He is. He's in the first season at least. I just. I don't know. I don't have any interest in it. And they already said it's not has nothing to do with the MCU, which I don't care about that. I'm fine with them doing animated projects. Like I love animated Marvel stuff, but I just. I don't know. Not gonna Maybe, give, not gonna give it a shot at all. I might. I've got other stuff. I want to finish Walking Dead. I want to finish Demon Slayer. Did you like Robot Chicken? Yeah, I like Robot Chicken, but that's a more of a random like. That's what this like, is. Mm, this know. show play, this show plays on the fact of how ridiculous of a villain Modok is, and that's that's why I'm interested. Is because I've always thought Modok is such a stupid villain. Yeah, we'll see. For Marvel. So I'm like, okay, so Robot Chicken and we're going to make fun of MODOK for like 30 minutes? I'm down. We'll see. Maybe. I might watch it, but I also got caught up on Mythic Quest, and I just don't have time. Like, maybe once I get everything caught up, I'll think about it, but... Oh, yeah, Mythic Quest. I forgot. I need to watch the new episode for that, too. Yeah. Jacob, that's a show you should watch, bro. It's... It is it's the hilarious. office for gamers, my guy. It's hilarious. But I'll, um, I'll try and give it a check out. And then last little bit here. Actually, there's two things. There's one thing I didn't put on here, but we'll do this one real fast first. Uh, we kind of talked about the He-Man series that's coming to Netflix last week. With the loaded uh, by voice Kevin, cast. With the loaded voice cast by Kevin Smith. Well, uh, Kevin Smith has confirmed... It is a direct sequel to the original Masters of the Universe show. So I, I hope at the beginning of this one they do like a, a recap. That way I know cool. what's even going on because I had never yeah. watched the original. That would be cool. Um, the other thing I want to talk to you about real fast is um, Dave Fil- Filoni, who did The Clone Wars, who's doing The Bad Batch, who did Rebels who um, helped with season two of Mandalorian and who is doing the Ahsoka show has officially been made creative director for Lucasfilm. I see this. He is basically the, he may be the Kevin Feige of star Wars. And that is what I have been begging for because in my opinion, the best parts of the star Wars universe are clone wars, rebels and 
Mando. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Dave Filoni knows his shit. Um, he tells a good story. Um, he's also the first person, in my opinion, that's ever successfully brought characters from animated to live action and back to animated. So I don't know if you know this, but um, do you remember the um, the assassin in Mando season two? That Mando, the one that teams up with Boba Fett, mm-hmm. she's in episode four of Bad Batch in animated okay. form. So he is a god when it when taking characters from live action to animated. I mean, it's just yeah. No, I, I agree with it. you. My I, my only thing is, is a couple of things I seen in the article that was talking about that. I guess he like this promotion technically happened like a year ago and then they just now let it be known that he is running all of this i mean that's to me that's all I, I, that's awesome i don't care when it happened i just want that excites me for future projects because Which i think it makes a lot of sense even if it was a year ago because look at the quality of content we've got out of star wars since like it's all of it has gotten literally better with each thing they've released. Dave Filioni and um, John Favreau. Favreau are like the best things that happened to Star Wars in a long time. Well, like so. Dave is Dave is straight up a protege of George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Like he is meant to be who takes over the reins of Star Wars yep. now that George is done. And I love that John Favreau won. They've been so such good friends for so long, but Favreau's very much invested in the like Mandalorian side of Star Wars, like not just lightsabers and spaceships. Like he very much likes the bounty hunting aspect of it too. So them working together, so far it's been nothing but gold. Yeah. Well that's why I like the Ahsoka show, because we're gonna get that Jedi side of the coin and then with Mando and Boba Fett we get the non-Jedi involved side of the coin. So I think it's really cool how they're trying to um, appeal to all audiences. He's suffering from hiccups, you can tell. Poor guy. Yeah, that's why he's being so quiet. Yeah, he's got his mic muted. I'm sorry, I just don't want to make any excess noise. No, you're good, man. We're wrapping up anyways. But, yeah, I'm excited for this news. Um... I'm excited to see what else comes out of it. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, it's it's rumored that Kevin Feige is doing a Star Wars movie, um, directing, not like producing or anything. And if that's true, if Kevin Feige and Dave Filoni work together on a Star Wars movie, I can only imagine it's probably going to be gold. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's literal millions walking. Sounds like. Oh, yeah, because Kevin Feige, the thing I love about him is he's a true fan. Mm-hmm. And same with Dave Filioni. He's a true fan. And that's who you should have in charge of these projects. They're fans. People who understand the source material. People who understand fans' love for the characters and the universe. So, And literally care about every single last little detail because they're yep. so like involved and invested in this universe. It always blows my mind how detail-oriented... Like today, we had a customer who purchased Revan's lightsaber, mm-hmm. and I told him that Ahsoka's lightsabers were up for pre-order, and he would not pre-order them because Ahsoka is supposed to is like a samurai. She has one long hilted lightsaber and a short hilted lightsaber, and the ones we have for pre-order, you have to buy two long, and so he didn't want want them because they wouldn't be accurate. So I just I blew my mind that 
he was like that specific. I mean, sounds like a Star Wars fan. Yep. Jacob, don't give a thumbs down. I know you weird Lord of the Rings fans. Hey, you I would kill for Gimli's axe. Oh my god. For whose axe, Gimli? Which I, like, did, by I the way, thought, did we talk about the fact that uh, the two, Mary and Pippin, are starting their own podcast? Well, Jacob and I talked about it at work. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, though. But I did send him a... So pumped. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance that it could be the second coolest podcast. But it can never be the first. Because we <laughs> are the first. Damn straight. <laughs> But, guys, I think that's all we have for you today, unless you guys had any other thoughts on Dave Filoni. No, I'm nope. good. I wouldn't say any other thoughts because I, I, much like with Kevin Feige, I, if it's in his hands, I trust it. Yep. And Filoni we trust, for sure. Yeah. But guys, for all, tattoos. That's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Filoni. if you liked this podcast, make sure, give us a like, give us a follow, and if you want, Google the Bible game for PS2. It's a roaring <laughs> good time. It's a biblical good time. It is a it is a once in a lifetime achievement that no other game has ever been able to achieve, except for maybe Saints Row Two. Nice. Also, <laughs> um, quick announcement. Here soon, I will. I keep telling you guys we have things in the works. Uh, first thing coming up, I'm going to be doing a giveaway. I'm going to be giving away a copy of Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. I'm not going to do details now. Now, if you don't have a Switch, I will come up with an alternative. But I will release more info soon. I'm not going to tell you guys quite how to win. But um, once I have all the details ironed out, I'll let you know. So be on the lookout for that. People love free stuff. Of course. Who doesn't like free games? I know I do. I don't don't like free games because it means... Something's wrong with them, typically. But anyways... But then uh, again, I do like free games because I took the Bible game home. So That's true. <laughs> so you don't have the right to say you don't like free games. That's true. That's true. You got me there. But guys, as always, I appreciate you tuning in. And For sure. uh, Jordan and Jacob, I appreciate you joining me. Hey, appreciate you having me. Have a good night, guys. Have a yeah. good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, friends. We will be back next week, same time, same streaming platforms. If you'd like to reach out to us, send us an email, and maybe we will feature you on the next episode. You can email us at reliablenerdandfriends at gmail.com or come find me on Twitter at ReliableNerd. Until next time, stay safe, weary traveler.